0: New year everybody i hope you guys had a wonderful and safe new year celebration um it's uh january 5th so how's your guys uh, new year's resolutions going well i tell you what <clears throat> my new year's resolutions for 2022 was to become a more well-rounded individual and i'm so happy to report that i am doing swell on my new year's resolution <laughs> Uh, well, you know, this is real uh, kind of fluid, turbulent times, and uh, I was asked to give the message just a few days ago, and normally they give us, you know, a couple of months, at least a month notice, and, and you know, I, this is the first time I, I prepared a message in, in a pinch, and normally I would kind of be concerned, I would be a little bit anxious, but not this year, not for this message. Uh, I really felt quite confident that the Holy Spirit wanted to speak to the people on this very, very critical subject and also appropriate to this brand new year. Uh, This message is entitled, Freedom from Fear. Freedom from Fear. You know, it was only, it was exactly six years ago that I was overcome and paralyzed with fear i was paralyzed with fear i was uh, um, very heavily addicted to drugs and my my whole life was falling apart and i recall exactly 6 years ago crying out to god and saying lord i am so afraid of being sober you know just the thought of living my life and 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 interacting with people and dealing with the problems that had had just built up over the years, it just caused me, like, paralyzing fear. Tonight, some of us may be, and I tell you what, if you're a human being, all of us go through seasons of fear, and God wants us to be free. He wants to set us free from fear. Now, freedom is the liberation of illegitimate bondage in one's life illegitimate bondage when we're in bondage we are chained up we are put in a cell we can't move there's nothing we can do now the spirit where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and i believe tonight god will set you free from whatever fears that bind you let's pray Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for this new year. Lord, we pray with expectancy and with the knowledge that you are in control, that you have our best interests at heart. And right now, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would open up our hearts and our ears, that we can hear and receive your word tonight. Pray, Lord God, that Your power would be made perfect in my weakness as just a fallible, sinful man, but Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would use this man as your mouthpiece to deliver your message on this first Wednesday of the new year. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. So tonight, we are going to look at one of my favorite disciples. His name is Peter. I like Peter because he is fallible. He makes a lot of mistakes, but he's always restored, and he, at the end of his life, he's he's one of the great saints of the New Testament, of the early church in the Bible. And I also like him because uh, Peter was a fisherman, and I kind of like to think of myself as a pretty good fisherman myself. So I have a lot in common with Peter. But tonight we're going to take a look at an incident A situation uh, that happened to him uh, in Matthew. So, if you would turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 32. And I'm going to go ahead and read it one time through. And then we're going to just kind of dissect every verse and glean from what Peter can teach us in that event that occurred 2,000 years ago. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. A little, a little pretext to this story, this, this happening, this occurrence. Right before that, right before, in the same day, right before that, Jesus had been preaching, teaching, healing, and he also fed the 5,000 with with, uh, with the five crackers and the two tilapias. He did all of those miracles right before this incident on the boat, okay? Now, 5,000 people back then, actually, they only recorded the, the number of men. So it was more like, you know, ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 men, women, and children that Jesus fed. So th- that's what happened that day right before this. If we, so if we think about it in the terms of the disciples, they had a long day. Spiritually, they were probably really pumped up. Okay? Spiritually, they were on a high, but physically, they must have been exhausted. Now, this is what Jesus tells them to do in Matthew 14:22. Immediately after this, <clears throat> Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and crossed to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. You know, Peter and the disciples, they probably would have preferred to just camp there after a long day. It didn't really make sense for them to to roll all the way across the Sea of Galilee, which is about eight miles. It's It's a small lake, but it's about eight miles by five miles. So either way, they had a far way to go. Now, Sometimes we will encounter times of fear, even when we are following God's will. Peter, guys, they just obeyed God's command to get in the boat and row. Without question, they did. Sometimes in our lives, we will be walking the path of righteousness. We will be following the will of God, and we will encounter these storms that just scare us terribly frighten us so sometimes we are put in situations of fear that is of our own volition sometimes it's it just happens and sometimes when we're walking with the Lord and following him stuff like this happens now you may ask well why if I follow God and I obey his commands and I'm going where he told me to go why would something like this happen to me well You know, with every single tribulation that we go through in life, we get to see our God in a way we've never seen before. And as we continue on, we'll see that. In Matthew chapter 14, 25 to 26, it says this. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Now, <clears throat> I don't know what your problem may be right now that causes you fear. For these disciples in the boat at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, their, their fear, their problem was what? <clears throat> it, was, it, it was the water. It was the water. The water was rough. The wind was picking up. There was a gale force wind. It was the the water was their problem. And believe me, when you're on a boat, even if the water is flat, it could still be terrifying. I remember uh, many years ago when I was probably just out of high school, maybe college. My dad and I would always go fishing uh, for a hole hole in Mempachi, and we'd scoop shirasa or opai or little tiny shrimp that we would use for bait. So that was the main bait. And uh, so one time we were planning to go, so I told my dad, hey, dad, I I know a great spot where we can scoop the bait, you know, uh, but we have to go on a boat. So I borrowed my friends' little... uh, You know those, back then, they had the Sears catalog. You could order these aluminum boats, and the boat was... Was, was just maybe maybe eight feet. It was very, very small, very unstable. It was an unstable craft, but we were going into Ice Pond, where, uh, you know, where the pond's restaurant is. We were going to go right there and scoop all by the grass. So we went at night, you know, we paddled out there, and, um, you know, we, we I must have scooped probably about a couple of hundred good-sized shrimp for bait. So we are almost ready to go, but I told my dad, can we go? One more patch of grass that we've never been to. So, you know, we went there. And if you're on a small boat and two grown men, you know, you have to keep it balanced. Like if one person leans to the right, the other person has to counterbalance it, or the boat will kind of—it'll flip over, it'll turn over. So, we—you know—I was scooping, and then my dad was was faced this way. And I guess I was faced the same way as my dad off the side of the boat. And I came up, and I guess we were out of position. So uh, the boat started to list one way and, and the other way. And then we kept doing this back and forth a couple times, trying to get the balance. All of a sudden, my dad, he just goes heels overhead, backwards, right into the water. It was the funniest thing, and he he smoked cigars back then, so he had the cigar in his mouth, and his hair was all wet, and it was like a wet mop over his face. And you know those Tom and Jerry cartoons where the guys with the uh, smoking the cigar thing explodes? He had they look like that. And everybody in front at the restaurant was probably laughing. I swear, I'm amazed I made it home that night because I was laughing the entire time. But I I digress. It can be dangerous, even on flat water. But that was the funniest thing I ever experienced in my whole entire life. And my father was some salty at me. (laughs) Mm. But Jesus comes walking on the water. Guess what, guys? Whatever your problem is, whatever uh, situation you're in that is causing you this deep fear and anxiety... Jesus is walking on your problem. He's on the problem. Okay? He's in the boat. You don't have to worry. Okay? You got to remember that. <clears throat> now the second thing I notice in this portion of scripture is the disciples thought that Jesus who was walking towards them, they thought it was a ghost, you know? I'm telling you, why would they think that it's a ghost? Now if you can think about times in your life when things were going haywire chaotic and you become very fearful, don't you kind of get too much into your mind and start thinking. You, you, you know that Jesus is there, but still, you're focusing on other things. What caused this problem? You know who's, who's to blame? Is it a devil that made, that hap, made this happen to me? You know All these things, rush through your mind and you start to assign blame. You start to try and figure things out on your own while Jesus is right there walking, okay? So do not mistake in the presence of God in that critical time. You must focus on Jesus because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the more you think about things, the more you do not trust God in that situation, uh, the fear will only perpetuate, will only perpetuate. Matthew 14, 28 says this. We're just going on to the next verse. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Freedom from fear starts with the knowledge that Jesus is there. Jesus is on the boat. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in my heart. Okay? Now, Peter knew that. Okay? Peter knew that because Jesus identified himself. He said, I am here. And then he gave encouraging words to Peter. Peter. Don't be afraid. Take courage, okay? Peter kind of then put God, even though, he, but he was still shaken up, okay? He was still shaken up. But then Peter does something else that I cannot really un- understand, but he kind of puts Jesus to the test. He wants confirmation in his situation of deep fear and anxiety. So he says, if it's you, now Jesus obviously was Jesus, He he told him, I'm here. Take courage, don't be afraid. But Peter goes ahead. Man, I just need more confirmation. I just need another uh, evidence that it is you, okay? When you and I are in those situations in life, it's okay to ask God for a confirmation. It's okay to cry out and say, Lord, where are you? Where have you been? I need you. It's okay to ask him, Lord, give me a confirmation. Have, have something supernatural happen so that I know that, I, that you are here with me, so that I know that you're in control. Because right now, I don't have the strength, I don't have the faith to accomplish this alone. And this is what Peter does. And you know what? Gideon did the same thing by putting out the fleece. Thomas did the same thing by putting his fingers in the risen Lord's hands. Sometimes we need that confirmation, and it's okay if we cry out in frustration and, and desperation. In fact, I believe that's when God will answer the most, is when we're at rock bottom, and we're desperate for him. Okay? So Peter, Peter does this. Matthew 14, 30 said this. Yes, come, Jesus said, so peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water towards jesus but when he saw the strong wind and waves he was terrified and began to sink save me lord he shouted now we see it finally we see a modicum of faith okay a minute faith we see peter Finally gathering, his faith was welling up in him and he took that step out of the boat onto the water, okay? But faith is something that is is, is not just something that you contemplate or you ponder. Faith is not something you just talk about. Faith is an action. And in this situation, Peter had had to elicit an action and he stepped out. So hats off to Peter, okay? Hats off to Peter for that, for having the faith to step out of the boat, okay? What is your first step of faith in 2022, okay? Maybe it's your young person and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Salvation comes by grace alone through faith. So that that might be your first step. Maybe uh, it's your first step of faith is uh, this year you want to be more active in serving the Lord in whatever capacity he calls you to. Maybe this year your first step of faith is reprioritizing your life, putting God first, your family second, and your job and everything else below that. You know? Maybe that's your first step of faith. Whatever it is, faith is an action. It requires motion and movement. You cannot just sit and think about things and talk about things. You've got to actually do it. So Peter musters the faith, okay, to step onto the water, onto his problem. The problem, again, was the water, right? He stepped onto the problem, but a few steps after that where he, towards Jesus, his gaze was drawn away from Christ, yeah? Yeah? He started to look at the the wind and the waves and the the stormy seas and his eyes and his gaze was not on Christ anymore. Then what happened? His faith evaporated and fear seeped back in. You see, faith is the polar opposite of fear. Faith and fear are diametrically opposed. You cannot have faith and fear existing in the same space in a person's heart. You cannot. It's like light and dark, light and darkness. It cannot exist in the same space. Okay. Now Peter had the faith to step out of the boat onto his problem, but he did not have the faith to step on towards Jesus. Okay. He did not have that faith. That's why, that's why in the next scripture, um, Jesus says, he, he, he asked this question. He said, um, where are we? Oh, sorry. Okay, Matthew 14, 31. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When, the, when they climbed back into the boat and the wind stopped, the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God. Now Jesus tells Peter, and poor Peter, because the other disciples never even get out of the boat, right? They stayed in the boat. But Pe- poor Peter, he stepped out. He was walking on water. His faith was replaced by his fears. He began to sink. Now Jesus says, why do you have such a little faith? Now remember, Everything that happened just a few hours earlier, everything. The miraculous feeding of 15,000 people, the healings, the teachings, you know, and, and yet he was walking on water and he still had the little faith. Well, the little faith, sometimes we have need to start with a little faith, but our faith needs to grow into a bigger faith, not to just step out of the boat, but to step on. Okay, so in all of this, portion of scripture in matthew chapter 14 we know this and this is your first point freedom from fear requires the presence of faith okay freedom from fear requires the presence of faith and we as human beings we will vacillate between the two every day okay every 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 day because we're human we'll vacillate between the two but we must really, really understand and realize that faith and fear cannot exist at the same time. It's either one or the other, okay, one or the other. So you got to have faith. Now, if we turn back to the left of the Bible, to the book of Joshua, uh, we see that Joshua was the protege and the successor to Moses to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. Joshua had a big, big mission and he was afraid. He had fear of being a leader of a stiff necked people. You know, he had the fear of the armies and the battles that he would have to face in the upcoming years. But God addresses that fear to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 8 through 9. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I remember I had a shirt, Joshua 1.9. Which is, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. And that's a great verse. That's a great verse. But many of us ignore verse 8, the previous verse to that. And the previous verse, God is saying, okay, Joshua, this is my command. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. I'm with you wherever you go. But in verse 8 it says this study this book of instructions God says if if you want to be courageous and and less then you need to be in the word meditating on it day and night This is where power and truth comes from So you see God didn't just tell Joshua okay no you you going to do good no be scared you going to be okay No jo- God gives Joshua the tools Okay, to do this, to accomplish the mission, and it's reading the Word of God. Now, this is a great time. Okay, it's only January 5th. Go ahead and download our church app, and there's a Bible. Uh, there's a Bible plan that will get you through the entire Bible in one year. A great balance because every day you will read some of the old, some of the new. Every once in a while, you read a Psalm or a proverb. But it doesn't take very much time. Okay? It takes me about 20, 20 minutes in the morning. And, and let me tell you, to meditate on God's word every day, to study his word and his instructions, that will make all the difference in evaporating the fear in your life and replacing it with faith. If you want freedom from fear, brothers and sisters, it really starts with doing daily devotions. So go ahead and download that. It's on the app. And I challenge you guys, I implore you guys, try it. Try it. Garens barbarians when we're guarantee. Okay? So the second point is this. Freedom from fear is accomplished through the study of God's word. Plain and simple. You know, we can come to church every Wednesday, every Sunday. We can have a small group every Monday night. And that is great. We're supposed to be in fellowship. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to serve one another, and that is great. But let me tell you this, okay? The most powerful times in your day, in your week, will be time spent alone with God meditating on his word. Freedom from fear is accomplished through the study of God's word. Okay? Sundays is great, but sometimes we come here and we think uh, the pastor will just give us a pep talk. And, And believe me, it's not enough. A pastor, pastors, but then when you go home, when you leave these doors and you go home, the most important thing is spending time alone with God. That's your most powerful time, okay? Okay, let's go back to the right to Mark chapter 14, okay? and you don't have to you don't have to uh turn there but let me just paraphrase you what's happening in the 14th chapter of Mark. Jesus has already been arrested. Okay? He's already been arrested. It's that same night he was put on trial and uh Peter was confronted by a little servant girl, okay? A little servant girl and the girl says, "Hey, aren't you the guy who was hanging around with Jesus from Nazareth?" and he denies her. He did not he was He was afraid of a little servant girl. After all he's been through, he was afraid of his relation to Christ, okay? So he denies him three times. Now, okay, that happened. Uh, Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross. We're back, we're we're going forward chronologically to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, That very same Peter, who was a fraidy little scaredy cat of a servant girl accusing him of knowing Jesus. That same Peter stands up. He gives the most powerful message, greatest sermon in the history of the world, and 3,000 people got baptized in a single day. Thus beginning the beginning of our church, the church of Jesus Christ. Now what happened between that interaction with the servant girl and this powerful message that he preached in the book of Acts? I tell you what happened. Acts chapter two, verses one through four. Let's read this. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them and everyone present was filled with the holy spirit and began speaking in other languages as the holy spirit gave them this ability oh man i tell you what yeah reading your bible you got to read your bible every day yes you have to have faith and not fear you have to have a strong faith but it was not enough for Peter to overcome fear. The Holy Spirit is what gave him the power to overcome the fear, and he was fearless from that point on. We need the person of the Holy Spirit to guide us, to comfort us, to give us strength, to counsel us, to heal us. We need the Holy Spirit. Now, for those of you who are new to the faith, basically, in a nutshell, this is this. God... Has three natures. There's a triune nature of God. God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Co-equals. Co-equals in perfect harmony with one another. Right now, at this moment, God, our Father who art in heaven, okay, He's 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 in heaven. God the Father is in heaven. At this moment, Jesus Christ is sitting on the right side on the throne of, of God. Okay. Right now, But he's coming back, he's coming back, but right now Jesus is up there sitting on the throne. But for you and I here on earth, we have the Holy Spirit to give us the strength. It is that part of God that dwells in us. Now on that day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the disciples, the believers were overwhelmed with this power, this supernatural power that is the person who, of the holy spirit and he is a person he's not some sort of mist or anything he is an actual person okay and that person is in you and that was the holy spirit fire that really from that point on you don't hear too much problems of peter doubting or having fear anymore because he he has that faith and that power because the holy spirit was just dwelling it was was just rising up in him so That's the third and final point for this evening. That freedom from fear demands the person of the Holy Spirit. It demands the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, I I know what a lot of you guys may be thinking as we're going through these very fluid and and turbulent times, you know. I, I know that one moment you might be full of faith and one moment it might be replaced with fear, okay. And I wish there was a magic bullet or a magic thing that we could do or something that would happen that we would no longer fear. That we would be free completely from fear. But that's not the case because we as human beings, we are fallible, we are sinful, we are emotional, you know, we're going to vacillate between the two. But biblically, these are the principles that will help you be free from fear in your life. Sometimes you're going to, you're going to fear, but as a Christian, that's not how we roll. We should be like, I have more faith, more faith, and every once in a while, we might stumble with fear. A believer in Christ, trusting in the Holy Spirit's power, reading the word of God, strengthening our faith every day. We shouldn't, we should, it should be, it should be not the norm that we are fearful. It should be, hey, every once in a while, I have a kind of tough time. But if you stick with these three principles, I guarantee you, okay, I guarantee you, Not only would the fear evaporate from your life and your faith would increase and become stronger, you will will find that you are more complete. You're more whole. You will understand the purpose and the presence of God. Your relationship with him will be like none other. And for, for 2022, New Year, that is the best place, best place to be. There's a story about a blind girl. She was in maybe second or third floor of an apartment building. She was up there, and it was burning. The building had caught fire. And they got everybody else out, but she was on the window. She's blind. So she was not able to go down the stairs, but she was able to find her way to the window. Now, downstairs... On the ground, in the lawn or whatever, the firemen were there. They set up the nets and everybody was there. And the firemen were yelling, little girl, jump, we'll catch you, we'll catch you. The little girl says, I don't want to jump, I can't see, I'm afraid, I'm scared. Fireman says, no, but you have to jump, don't you realize you're going to be engulfed with flames, you're going to die, you have to jump. You have to jump. But the girl said, "No, I'm I'm too afraid. I'm too afraid." A couple seconds later, the father appears downstairs, and he says, "My darling little girl, my baby girl. This is your dad. Just jump." She jumped. She fell into her father's arms, not a single broken bone, not a single strained muscle. Why did she jump? Why did she finally jump? It's because she heard her father's voice, her daddy's voice, saying, it's okay, you have the faith to take that step out of that window, and I'll catch you, I'll catch you. Our faith needs to be void of fear, brothers and sisters. 2022 is turbulent, and and this past couple years were rough. But we got to be steadfast steadfast, and focused on our Father's voice. we got to hear his voice. And you will be victorious in these turbulent times. So I'm going to pray. And first, I'm going to ask for those who are online, obviously, who have never received Jesus, to take that, step, that first step of faith. And then we're going to pray for the rest of us. So let's pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for your precious word, Lord God. Thank you for the principles of life that you have taught us this evening, Father God. We pray, Lord God, that um, Lord God, that you would just really solidify uh, your word into our hearts. May it be uh, not just something that'll go in and and go out the next day, but something that we will dwell on and digest. For the weeks to come may it change our life may your word change our life may your presence fill us with peace dear lord um, if there's any people out there who have never received you as lord and savior now is the time because we don't know we have no guarantee another day in this life so we must Act now. So Lord, if there's anybody, if there's anybody out there who never received you as Lord and Savior, all you have to do is say this and just say it in your with your mouth and believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on a cross and rising from the dead. I believe in you. And for the rest of us, dear Lord Jesus, as so much has affected each and every single person on earth. Uh, the turmoil, the fear, the pain, uh, whatever whatever it is that we are going through, Lord God, help us, Lord God. Help us to increase our faith and dispel the fear. Help us to be free this 2022. And one day, we will no longer have fear. No longer we will, we will, One day, we will no longer have pain. When that day comes... We don't have to worry about it but until then lord jesus give us the strength and the knowledge and our understanding to apply your principles to be free from fear so we thank you we praise you in jesus name we pray amen amen so uh congratulations for those of you who have received the lord Uh, jesus christ as your lord and savior go ahead and tell somebody and And get yourself a Bible and start reading it. Just one announcement. Uh, We will be regathering for this Sunday service, January 9th, 7, 8.30, and 10 o'clock. May the God of peace bless you with peace in these turbulent times. God bless.